Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome back to the Friends in Recovery Podcast with Jersey Ed. I'm your host, guys, Jersey Ed, along with my co-host, Buckeye Bambi. Hey, Bambi, how's it going? Hey, it is going wonderful. It is. Because you know why. Because no idea. You oh, you have no idea. I've only <laughs> talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. But football starts back today. So real football, football. for college football. Yes. The, the Buckeyes the are Buckeyes playing, right? Play Notre Dame, which we're ranked number two and they're ranked number five. So it should be a really good game at seven tonight. So seven tonight. Yes. So if you're watching this on Tuesday, it's not seven tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> It'll be over with and we will have won. Yes, five exactly. Games. So. Exactly, exactly. Well, Bambi, uh, you and I were not in the podcast last week. What happened? What was I going know. on? You know, I can't figure it out. I had this um, weird <laughs> trip to make to New Jersey. Listen, <laughs> we had the roar. Ed went down the river and we had an after party and it was just the most amazing event. It was. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I just want to give out some phone numbers here. The podcast hotline, if you're looking for any information or you want to find out more about us or or our meetings, um, go. Uh, you can dial uh, us at 800 800- 989-6504. And that'll be up on the screen here. If you're watching on YouTube, that's 800-989-6504. And uh, you can email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. That's help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. If you want to drop us a letter, um, give us your sobriety date. We'll give you a sober shout out. I don't care if it's in June or, or wherever, we'll still give you a shout out because uh, sobriety is the most important thing on this show, obviously. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, also, I'd like to thank all of our donors who made this show possible. Um, to make a donation, you can Venmo us or what's the other one? Cash App Cash us. App. Cash App. Um, Cash and the Venmo is at Friends and Recovery Enterprises under business. And what's the Cash App at? Cash App is dollar sign Friends and Recovery. Dollar sign Friends and Recovery to make a donation to keep this podcast going and our meetings and our community going or you can send a check to friends and recovery enterprises p.o box 1551 john's island south carolina 29457 also bambi friends and recovery podcast is now part of the fire network what is and- the fire network ed <laughs> Funny you ask. I was just going to explain that to people. Bambi, the Fire Network is a network of of um, podcasters and anybody who might have an app or something on social media that want to advertise for free on our website under the Fire Network. Um, and what all that'll do is you'll be able to go to our website. You'll be able to click on our network and see everybody who's participating. So if you want more information on that, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. Or you can email Carl over at SoberPod, um, info at SoberPod.com. And speaking of Carl, guys, great show. Make sure you listen to uh, SoberPod. Um, they have they have uh, her, um, Carl, and uh, I was going to say Bambi. Carl and um, Chelsea. And Chelsea are uh, 
I don't have words today. I'm starving. I just ran. I just I have to go and do the lawn after I'm done. And then I have friends coming over and I've been up since four o'clock. So, but I'm sober guys. That's the main part of it. I'm sober today. Right. And you already got on a meeting, a great yeah, Saturday a meeting. morning. I was meeting. on a great Saturday morning meeting also. So, but, um, listen to sober pod. We love, we love everybody over at sober Pod, Chelsea and, uh, Carl, they are doing, I think, um, that came to believe uh, living sober they're le- reading from living sober and they're doing doing a great job over there it's my go-to on my long runs on sunday so if you're gonna be out in your long run you're sober and you want to listen to something good listen to sober pod um so bambi bambi and i were in not only in the same state not only in the same county not only in the same town but we were also at the same campsite last sunday right um as most of you guys know and i want to thank each and every one of you guys everybody on here for donating for to to the roar trip we probably raised probably over fifteen hundred dollars just specifically just from that trip so thank you guys um we couldn't do it without you um we really appreciate it and um you know we're, we're very pleased that we uh we were able to get um all these donations. So the trip went great. Chris Cudahy, John Reagan, Ronnie Mullen, um, who um, else was there? My cousin, no. Doug, Doug Steiner and myself, uh, Jersey Ed, we did a 50 mile trip down the Delaware through two nights, three days, paddle our asses off. The river was low. We had tons of fun guys. The campsites, um, each night that we were there were, were great. We had somewhat of a meeting. We even tried to get on a meeting one night, which we couldn't, but, um, but we had a great, great time. And, uh, you know, it was all about recovery. We all had fun. We all helped each other out. Um, you know, Chris went down on a paddleboard, right on a paddleboard with a chair strapped to it, a, a, a beach chair. And he went over, he was the only one that went over. He hit a rock and boom, he went over, but everybody got back up to him. He was fine. He was, he was able to stand up when he hit one of the rocks and, and he was good, but, but that's what recovery is about is helping everybody just getting out there. And, and just when somebody falls, we're there for you, no matter what. And that was a great, it was a kind of a symbolic kind of gesture. What we all did with, with Chris, when he went over on the, uh, thank God it was only on, on his board, not on, uh, not anywhere else, you know, not, not slipping. So, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, if we slip or if we're having a hard time, or if we're just, you know, not in a kind of right frame of mind, we come together to help each other out in recovery in AA in NA and any a program, right. You know, it's just amazing how we get to help each other out. Um, and after that, after the, the, um, all the, all the recovery on the, on the raft and on the river and on the campgrounds and everything, you know, climbing up the hills and climbing down the hills in the morning, setting our campsite up every night, eating food out of bags. Like we were eating these, um, MREs, right. Uh, meals ready to eat. And you had to pour water in them and some of them were good. You had to f- close them up for, uh, like 20 minutes. And then if you're lucky, they wouldn't be chewy and, and hard and all that. We had, a, you know, you had boil water and, and we had all that stuff. But when we got back the last day on Sunday, Bambi was there. Cindy, we had everybody there. Everybody was there. It was amazing. And they had real food that you didn't have to dump water into. There was like these things called sandwiches we were eating. And I ate like four of them <laughs> and, and all kinds of food. There was a roar cake. Um, they, they bought a cake for us. Um, there was about 15 of us there. Right, Bambi? Yeah. 
And um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was it was rewarding knowing that you guys were going to be there. Rewarding, first of all, that we got the trip done, number one, and we raised all kinds of money. And just knowing that you guys are there, just friends are there. Friends came from all over the country. You came from the Midwest, Bambi, to come yeah. see us. People came from South Jersey. I drove up from South Carolina. It was just an amazing, amazing uh um, you know, show for recovery, you know, and years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't go out of my way for anybody. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. And the campground uh, was, they thought you were a little sketchy when you said we were going to have a party there. Right. You know, they are not thinking sober party. They're yes. thinking party party. Yes. Yes. That's what they, that's what they thought. They thought that, uh, that we were going to have a party, but I, I had a, reassure them that you know we're having a sober party and everybody had fun and you know we we're there for a couple of hours you know doing doing everything and and just eating and just just relaxing it was nice to relax so if you want to see some of those pictures guys go to friends and recovery um community on facebook and there's a lot of um a lot of pictures on there so so that was kind of the roar trip um also oh, bambi we also we're looking for an intern guys for the podcast we're we're interviewing a couple people but we still need um, some more, in, we still need, uh, some more applications for our internship. So if you guys are interested in, um, becoming an intern for our show, now intern means we don't pay you, <laughs> um, just to let you know, Make that really clear first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you need not apply if you don't want to get paid or if you want to get paid, I should say. Um, so please, you know, if, if you're interested, just email me, uh, at help and friends recovery podcast, um, your uh, resume, and we will take a look at it and contact you as soon as possible. Today's show topic is, um, step nine, we're the first, the beginning of step nine. We'll be talking about that, probably reading from the 12 and 12. I know Bambi, you're going to use the 12 and 12 and the yeah. 12 steps of a spiritual journey. Yes. And I will be reading through the 12 and 12 and the daily reflections. So guys, sober shout outs. I know there's a big one today. I know there there's is. a huge, huge, huge one today. And, um, I, I'm going to give you the pleasure of saying this one, Bambi, because I know you've been touched by this person um, in many ways um, to for your for your sobriety and 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 to be where you're at today, um, as we were just discussing on the show. So I'm going to leave this one to you. Okay, this is a big one, guys. <clears throat> Our very own Skyler has Yay. 14 years yesterday. Skyler, 14. Years, Come on, guys. Let's hear it for Skyler. Let's put yeah. some stuff in there, Carl. Yay. All right. He may or may not put it in there. If not, then we did it ourselves. But, um, you know, Skyler, you know, as you guys know, uh, she's on and she's on the show here every once in a while as a fill in. And um, I think she is doing some celebrating today. So that's why we couldn't get her to fill in today. But we will. Um, we will have we'll interview Skyler. Maybe next week we'll bring her on. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next week we can bring Skyler on and get her, get her uh, to uh, to talk about how she did how she did fourteen years. And I and bet that girl you didn't let me go, Ed. When I got out of treatment, she contacted me almost daily until yeah. I started coming on meetings. Yeah, because yeah. she was just and never missed a celebration with me. Thirty days, sixty days, ninety days. I mean, she was just instrumental. I, yeah. I really owe a lot of my sobriety to her. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and Scott and, and a lot of people are their sobriety yeah. to Skylar because she went always above and beyond um, to, to take care of the, the, the alumni or anybody who reached out to her. Um, and she just works an amazing program. I know sometimes she doesn't see it, but um, I see it constantly in her. I see the constant growth, just like any of us. Sometimes I go, oh, I'm so stagnant in my recovery. And somebody says, oh my God, you got such great recovery. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I bullshit that person. But no, we don't bullshit people. The only person people we bullshit in recovery is ourselves by not working a program, by not doing what we're supposed to be doing, by not working the steps, calling our sponsor, the whole nine yards. You know, that's the only people we're bullshitting. But I can honestly say, Skylar is the real deal. And yeah. congratulations. And I got to have lunch with her. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about some of your shenanigans that I, you uh, you had in uh, in uh, what you call. You went on a, a, a food channel network okay. uh, well, run. Huge, I mean, come yeah. on. We're not a sponsor yet, but food not yet. Network. I'm a huge, um, you know, I'm, I'm a junkie um, for Food Network. So I found us uh, a place that had been featured on diners, drive-ins and dives one of the Guy Fieri shows. And it was in downtown Trenton and it was ranked so high. And I'm like, well, we got to go there because that was halfway. Well, we got there and it's in the seedy little shape uh, yeah. of town. There's liquor bottles on the street everywhere. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it was all, it was just, and I'm like, so I'm texting with Skylar and um, Camden Kathy. And I'm like, you guys, this is a little shady here. Are you sure it's okay? And they're like, oh, we love little holes in the wall. Um, so we had a great time there. Um, and it was a Polish food restaurant. Yeah, Polish food. Yeah. Polish yeah. food. I, listen, guys, when I, when you, when you told me that in my early recovery, right, the first year or two, I went to a diner in, in South River, New Jersey called the Polenia, Polona, Polona Diner. And they had all Polish food. I mean, it was just when, when it brought back memories when you were telling me all those stories that you guys were going to the Polish diner of, of beet soup and, you know, you name it, uh, whatever they had there. It was always, you know, the the, the pancake, whatever. It was just amazing. So um, well, they put up with us. So the Rosemarin, if you're ever in um, downtown Trenton, the Rosemarin, it was an amazing meal. I mean, it was the best food. And good. she she tolerated the four of us and we were crazy women. So standing on the street corner, um, yelling at people. I mean, it yes. was good it, sober fun. And you could see pictures on, on, uh, on friends recovery community too. Also there to guys. So, um, I, I just want to say a couple things here after we mentioned Skylar, we had Jordan saying, congratulations, Skylar, huge congratulations to Skylar from Corey. Corey said she is a huge part of my recovery as well. And uh, Shay put a bunch of party hats up. And uh, also, Shay and Jordan love diners, drive-in, and dives. See, so. they would have went with me to the little dive place because I'm sure, featured, you know, absolutely, absolutely. So, so again, they are not a sponsor of us, but hopefully soon they will be. But uh, right. <laughs> guy, get get you know, get in contact with my people. My people get in contact with your people and. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a up. deal going. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and don't forget, uh, we have Zoom meetings twice, twice daily, seven days a week. Um, you can find them on our website at friendsandrecoverycommunity.org. 
um, or just uh, email one of us and we'll send you the schedule. If you do want to schedule, guys, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com and we'll get you on the schedule because sometimes the meetings aren't up or sometimes you may not find them, but we'll get you all the codes out. And please, please, please join us. If you're new to this show, um, you know, give us a call um, or, or send us an email and we'll get you guys going. Look, at, look for us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, TikTok and Snapchat, um, friends and, rec- and and our friends and recovery um, communities and adventures on on all the pages. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and give us a five star review. That is the most important part of of that is a five star review, so we can get more and more of these shows out to people. So, um, also um, Telegram. Tell us a little bit about Telegram before we get into the question of the week, Bam, because that has been wonderful. I've been seeing a lot of people on that really getting a lot of help or just support supporting each other. Um, tell it us a little a, bit about it's that. It's a free app on your phone. So it doesn't cost anything to join. Um, once you join, give you download the telegram app, you look for friends in recovery community, um, befriend us on there. Um, we'll accept you with open arms and, um, it's just people put, um, positive things, inspiration. They go on there if they're struggling. Um, you can, you can bet bed no matter what time you post on there, someone is up and, and will be there for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, absolutely. absolutely. So it's like a little messenger app, but, um, we have friends in recovery on there. We also have a, a new spiritual one, um, spiritual and Bible talk we on do. Telegram. We do. Um, um, join telegram and drop us an, a note and let us know that you joined it or search, you know, search for the uh, friends in recovery and uh, we'll, we'll add you to it. And if you, if you have a problem, just, you know, just make sure you email us or, or, or give us a call 800-989-6504. So Bambi here is, I know we do a lot before we talk about the topic, but that's okay because this is the fun part. I like giving the shout outs. I like talking about the support that we have, this huge community that we're building. You know, it, it, it it's not just about the podcast, guys. We have to get the information out to everybody so they can be part of the community. This is just one part of Friends in Recovery. This is one little part. If you go to the... Um, to the, uh, the, uh, the website. If you go to the friends in recovery, Facebook or Instagram, um, come to the, uh, telegram app. There's so much support there and the meetings too. The meetings are the, the big mm-hmm. part because that's where we all right. get together on a nightly or, uh, or a noonly basis or whatever time zone you're in. And that's where we get to share. And that's how these friendships came about. That's how 15 fucking people came to Jersey right. last Sunday to greet five of us who, 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 who paddled down uh, the Delaware river for, for 50 miles. That's how it came about right here. No other way. I didn't make a phone call out of blue and contacted Bambi in the middle of the country. I didn't call, you know, Cindy out of the blue and say, you know, people are looking for recovery and this is the community we built. It's, it's amazing and strong and please be a part of it guys, because it's growing and um, you're going to see something huge come out of all this. So. Anyway, on the bottom up, the ground. Up. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. We don't have stocks, so you can't buy stocks. We don't, the only thing we have is recovery. That's all we peddle here is recovery. Stock. That is it. You, 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 there's guaranteed if you do what what is what, what what your sponsor and what this program tells you to do, you'll stay sober. That's it. You'll stay sober, and the rest will come. So, anyways, so the question of the week, Bambi. I thought this was good for the end of the summer. 
because there's a lot of things that could fall under this question. I'm going to read it here in a second, but it's the end of the summer. The, um, the, the uh, Labor Day weekend is upon us. I know by the time you're listening to this, it's not going to be a Labor Day weekend, but you guys listening to on uh, Facebook, um, you know, there's, I, I love this question. And question, question of the week. And the question of the week is what food is delicious, but a pain to eat? What food is delicious, but a pain to eat? So I want to hear some of your responses on, um, on Facebook Live, on, on, in the chat room. We'll, we'll talk about that. Bambi, I have two, all right? And I just thought of one, but, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay, well, my first thought was, well, won't we all just say crab legs? Because we all <laughs> love them, but everybody hates to crack them. But then I didn't get my s'mores on the um, after party at the Roar trip. They ended up going home with someone and I didn't get my s'mores. Yes. So I was pouting. So yes. I've been pouting about it all week. And so Matt stopped yesterday and got all the stuff for s'mores and brought them home. Those are a pain in the ass to eat. <laughs> I mean, the roast and the marshmallows is fun, but of course I didn't put them on right. So the marshmallows were falling off into the fire. That's number one, you know, and then <laughs> you put them on. It doesn't melt all the way through and you're crumbling. And I had it gooey stuff just dripping down my fingers, marshmallows. <laughs> the dogs are barking. Now I've got marshmallow on the dogs. So I'm trying to keep them out of the fire. Oh, my God. And and nothing like nothing like hot um hot marshmallow to burn your hands too right or right. burn your lips or your tongue right and try to get that off the dog's fur afterwards because <laughs> you think you have a clean hand and somehow or another they find marshmallow they do they do absolutely and then a stick it's uh it's bad it's just it's 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 a tough one to eat. i have to agree with you on that one bambi i'm uh, done for 15 years i don't need another s'mores for about there you go years. that's it that's it till the next war trip right right, right. <laughs> next okay, year maybe next the next year. <laughs> Uh, Shay says crabs. I have to agree with her. The blue claw crabs is my go-to. I love them. I eat them as, as, as much as I could when I lived in Cape May last year, I would go once a week when they were in season and eat them. My wife hated sitting there because I would pick out every little meat. I, it was all you can eat. So she would be done and I'd be still there. I'm like, I'm getting my money's worth. You know, I'm eating blue claw crabs and two hours later. Two hours later, absolutely. You ask her two, two hours later. Then your hands are all chopped up because I don't use crackers. I bite them. I eat. I, I you know, I get right into it and and I have probably two or three dozen I can eat at, at a sitting, you know. So that is my that's my number one go to as far as what it is. Uh, it, it's just uh, it's just crazy as far as that goes. But the second thing, and I think maybe you'll agree with me, Bambi, and it's not so much a pain in the ass to eat when you're eating it, it's the aftermath of it. And, and are you ready for this? Everybody's teeth are going to hurt. Corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. After you're done eating corn on the cob, it's all stuck in your teeth. You're like trying to pick it out. And if you don't have a toothpick or if you don't have one of those, you know, pick things, forget it. You're, you're done. You're done. You know? And, and if you're trying to talk to somebody that's sitting in the middle of your tooth, forget it, you know? So, but corn on the cob and crab legs go hand in hand. hand Cause in usually, hand. yeah, they do. They then do you have the butter dripping down your fingers from the corn on the cob. Ugh. I have to admit I'm a, a one and done when it comes to corn on the cob. The first corn I have of the season I'll do on the cob. And then I cut it off after that. I have to have the first one. Yeah. Dipped in yeah. butter, but yeah. after that, yeah. I cut it off. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't eat corn anymore because of my diverticulitis. I just, you know, I, so I stay away from it. It just wreaks havoc to my system, but I don't miss it. I, you know, I don't, I, it is what it is. Shay said it's too cut. She said it's too time consuming for the little bit of meat for the crabs and Jordan. That's true. It is. It is. It is. Well, now if you have a, a, a higher budget, you can get the Alaskan king crabs, crack those suckers in half and all that big meat comes out. But we, get, we were on a sort of a budget, so that's why I go with the blue claws. So mm-hmm. anyways, so that is our question of the week. Um, I, if you guys can answer that for us, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken right now, we're on Spotify. And I will get more information on that from Carl next week because uh, we went we, we did something different. So we're on Spotify. And I think you can find Friends in Recovery podcast on Spotify and leave um, information there, if I'm not mistaken. And also, we're going to put the question of the week up there also. So we'll we'll know a little bit more about that next week. Carl was just uh, getting us um, kind of going as far as all that goes. So and of course, on YouTube. On YouTube, absolutely. You can watch us on YouTube when all this is over. So everybody that's watching it now, go watch it again. Like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star review. You know, I you know I, I have not seen any... Um, any shares, not shares, I'm sorry, any five-star reviews lately or any um, uh, any uh, reviews? Oh, well, I, now I did a couple weeks ago. I, I have to admit, I had never been on YouTube. Can you okay. imagine? I'd That's never crazy. been on YouTube. Wow. But because I wanted to give us a five-star review, I went yeah. and went back through the shows and watched some of the old ones. And I did give us good reviews, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. Of course. You do it too. Of course. Absolutely. So we ask everybody to do that. So guys, here it is. Step nine. It's the new month and it's the new step. And as everybody knows, we are doing uh, the step of the month. So it is September now. So it is uh, step nine. And step nine reads, made a direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And um, Bambi, to me, this this step eight and nine is like four and five, just a little bit different. Um, and I know Tiffany shared a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're going to take your step four and bring it into step eight, like we discussed last week. And same thing with step nine, but you're just going to do it a little different. Now, I haven't done a ninth step in years and years and years, um, and uh, I will be doing a ninth step soon um, with my sponsor. And um, but you know what? I remember being freed from just the the bondage of the worry the the doubt the um the uh the dishonesty the the just just you know it's like going to confession like if you're a catholic you know it's like going to confession and getting it all off your chest now here's the thing with step nine you know you have to understand that this is a step for the person Right. And also actually for, for whoever you've harmed people, places and things. And we have to understand some people may or may not like this. Um, they may or may not agree with us, but we're keeping our side of the street clean and we're doing what we need to do to move through and, and be a better, better alcoholic addict and better human being right. um, as far as all that goes. So um, what's your thoughts on step nine? Well, I, I think that, you know, your sponsor is so key when you're mm-hmm. working through this step because they're going to really guide you a lot. I know my sponsor was um, instrumental in telling me what I, 
who who should be a direct amends because sometimes we're like oh we want to we want to make amends to everyone but sometimes yeah. those amends are not appropriate you know yeah. um a, a direct amends anyway are not appropriate so i really think you know you need to really be working the step with a sponsor definitely yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there were amends that she had me make that um you know um indirect amends because uh, sometimes you know the people were not you know i have a lot of people that have passed in my life mm -hmm. but i still needed to make those amends to them yeah, yeah. so there's so many different ways that you can make amends absolutely absolutely and and you know going to a grave site um doing like we we shared in the past doing community service you know i i shared in in the past that and and i made the amends for this years and years ago but i stole things I shouldn't been stealing. Well, I shouldn't steal anyways, but you know, so there, there are those things too. And you know, the people, places and things, you know, that we have to kind of get it all together. But, you know, I like the first paragraph of this and, and maybe we'll read through this Bambi, if you don't mind, okay. you're, you're the reader of the bunch. It's there. It's only a couple of pages, but I'm going to read the first paragraph because it's short and I've read it before. And, um, I'm good at this first paragraph. So. Okay, then you go for it, Ed. <laughs> good it judgment. is your show, the Jersey Ed Show. The Jersey Ed Show. That's it, guys, with uh, Buckeye Bambi. <laughs> um, good judgment, a careful sense of timing, courage, and prudence. Um, these are the qualities we shall need when take when when we take step nine. So a careful sense of timing right um right because sometimes it's it's not the time to do it you know you may want to say oh i got to get through the step but there there are people out there that are very hurt by the mm. things we've done they're not ready to hear that from you yet no 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 it could be an ex-wife ex-husband could be uh, you know, an employer um, could be a little bit of everything, but that timing is so important and where that timing comes from and you hit it right on the head, Bambi, is through your sponsor. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I always, you know, I always hear people as soon as they get in the program, I want to make amends to everybody right now. Whoa, 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 yes. slow down. Including me. I did the same thing. Yep. I wanted to make amends to my ex-wife for selfish reasons, number one, so I can get back with her, right? And I, you guys know the story of, of my, of, of my, uh, you know, with, with my ex-wife, I'm no longer with her, but thank God. Um, but, <laughs> but that's, that was my intention. I had selfish motives, um, when I came into this program, I didn't, I didn't know any better. It's not like right. I, I, you know, I, that's what I knew. So I started hanging around like-minded people. I started going to meetings. I started doing what I needed to do. And I started working step one, step one. Oh, I need to know that I'm powerless over alcohol. My life has become unmanageable. That's the first step. I can't go directly to step nine and make amends to my wife. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Way, <laughs> no, it does not work that way. But I'm sure we all have that story. We all have yeah. that. We all have that. Uh, you know, we're all full of shit, piss and vinegar, as they say. And uh, we want to get going and, and, you know, helping people. But guys, these steps are in a in order for a reason. You know, because it takes a lot of a lot of courage, prudence and a sense of timing to get to this step. And we don't get to this step by 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 chance. We get to this step by doing uh, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You know, and that's how we get to this step. Right. Then it gives us the courage, the understanding, the knowledge, the sponsorship. You know, we have a sponsor to run all this by right to get to this step. Um 
courage. You know, Ed, that the 12 and 12 was written when Bill wrote the 12 and 12. It was because people were not following the steps in order. He exactly. didn't give clear enough direction, I guess, in the big book. So that's why the 12 and 12 was written to make sure that we follow the process. Yep. And, and that is super important that we follow the process because, again, think about it, guys. If I went right to step nine and I apologize to my wife, I wouldn't be sitting here today. You know, I'm sorry, honey. You know, I didn't mean to drink. I didn't mean to drug. I didn't mean to steal uh, food from my family. I didn't mean to, you know, go sleep with that other women or women. I didn't mean to, you know, uh, whatever it was, you know disrespect you i mean i can go on and on and on with a list of my first wife what 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 i've been through with you know what i've done to that poor woman but if i got the apology right if i got okay uh, let's work on this three days into my sobriety wouldn't be good no wouldn't be good and, and are you able to handle the rejection when they don't because not everybody accepts your amends no you know exactly. you may want to make an amend but that doesn't mean they have to accept it they could still say okay that's nice now screw off you yeah know? exactly and exactly. what would that do are you ready to not go back out and drink at that point before yep. having worked the other steps yeah exactly and and that's where uh, i'm just trying to look up the the definition of prudence also um but uh yeah, and, and exactly. We we just have to kind of get go get all that on track. And we are not uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, we are not ready to make amends. We're not. Because here's the thing, and, and I'm if if I went right to step nine like I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to back it up. I wouldn't be able to to tell you know everybody that um that I'm truly sorry, right? I really right. wouldn't. I just you haven't I just worked wouldn't. on yourself yet. The character no, defects no. and and having you know help with getting some of those in check. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So prudence. It says here. It's a couple definitions. The ability to govern and discipline oneself. Huh? Wow. Didn't we just talk about that? Absolutely. The ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason. Well, there it goes right there yeah. <laughs> by the use of reason. I had no reasoning, zero reasoning before when I got into recovery. First year, two, three, maybe five years, right? I mean, not that that long, but still, what was my reasoning, right? What was right. my reasoning? What was my reasoning? Be and I'm just p pointing out one Right. One, one, one of my amends. Well, yours so. was to get back with your ex-wife. That was you said it. You whined about it for a year. Before I did. They told you to shut the hell up. Yeah, they did. They said shut. The, they said shut the fuck up. But okay, oh, we'll, well. we'll give that to you. But you know, but they did, and that was a big, big reason. And that actually opened my eyes once you know, in a year into it, saying, "Wow, you know what? This is true, man. If if I got what I wanted, I would have got what I wanted. If you think about it, right?" You know, uh -huh. I wasn't, you know, when I came in, I was, I was ready to, to quit drinking when I came in, but if something pushed me this way a little bit or pushed me that way a little bit, who, who knows? knows, who knows if I got what I wanted and everything comes in time in this program, you know, time takes right. time. That's our big, our big saying about time takes time. Um, I also want to talk about courage. Um, we, we just talked about prudence, but, pr uh, courage. It takes some balls, some guts, some whatever you want to call it to do this step, to walk Absolutely. up to somebody because somebody might tell you to go fuck yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Seriously. Or somebody may not be, right. you know, we have this, this idea that, 
um, you know, that they're going to be open and honest, even all these years into it, maybe six months into a year, wherever you're at we have this idea that these people are going to be okay because I stopped drinking. Well, who the fuck cares if I stopped yeah. drinking or not? I fucking me for years. Exactly. For God's exactly. And I don't give a fuck about what you, what, you know, what your program is. And that's where you have to have the courage to, you know what, accept what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. It's theirs, their stuff, not yours. And you have to accept it because that is where they're at. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the courage that you have to have. And then again, the prudence to understand the reasoning behind it. You know, what, what, what's the reason behind it? If somebody says, okay, Ed, I'm, I know you're sorry. Okay. You know, let's, let's start our friendship again. Or somebody else would go to go to hell, whatever it is. You got to have the reasoning to understand it. Because if, if my wife way back when, if I went right away and did step nine as my first step and she said, fuck you, you know, we're done. I would have gotten pissed off. I would have got drunk. I would have got all the above. Right. No. Well, you didn't have the skills yet. I mean, no. that's like, you know, you you become a nurse and you want to go work in an ICU right away. <laughs> they don't let you do that. You know, they no. send you to no. the damn med surge floor for a year. And, exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. So let's read a, a couple paragraphs here on, on step nine. Uh, oh, did you want to read the uh, did you like the uh, daily reflections? Did we want to read that? Do you what want me to read thoughts? that one? Yeah, let's read that because that's that's actually uh, pretty good to, to right. talk about. Building a new life. We feel a man is unthinking when he says sobriety is enough. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 82. When I reflect on step nine, I see that physical sobriety must be enough for me. I need to remember the hopelessness I felt before I found sobriety and how I was willing to go to any length for it. Physical sobriety is not enough for those around me. However, since I must see that God's gift is used to build a new life for my family and my loved ones, just as importantly, I must be available to help others who want the AA way of life. I ask God to help me share the gift of sobriety so that its benefits may be shown to those I know and love. Wow. What a way to kick off step nine, right? right? Wow. And you, you, we read that. I didn't even read it this morning. When you read it to me before, I was like, we got to read this. And, uh, you know, I see the physical um, sobriety must be enough for me. I see that. You know, I, I have to understand that. I remember the hopelessness I felt before I found sobriety. I have to understand that, too. And how I was willing to go to any lanes any for lanes. it. Any lanes, right? Right. Even if I have to wait till step nine to make my amends to my ex-wife, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but any length. So that that's a it's just classic of what we were just talking about, why these steps are in order. Because right. um, you know, if 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 we want if we want to go to that, go to any lengths, we have to start off again by step one saying, and I know this is a step nine, but but this is the step that everybody wants to jump to right away because we fucking right. hurt a lot of people. We right. pissed a lot of people off. We we stole from a lot of people. Right. And when we get on that pink cloud, guys, I know I shouldn't say when we, when I got on that pink cloud, I felt like crap for everything I did to everybody. Yeah, you know, you want to fix it right then. Right you want away. everyone to forgive you. Right away. Yeah. yeah. I want everybody to see I am this Different. sober guy. You know, how many how many years you have sober? Years? I got four days sober. Come on. I'm good to go, guys. Don't you know that I have four days sober and I fucking got this program down? <laughs> well, I know some of us at that point, we know. I knew at four days sober that I was not turning back. I know at four days sober that um, 
that this was the program for me. I knew at four days sober that all this stuff that I would go to any lengths, like like Bambi read in, in the Daily Reflections, that I would go to any lengths to stay sober. And, and if that meant that I had to wait eight more steps to go make an apology, mm-hmm. then I had to do it. So right. in those um in those eight in those eight um steps that uh before the step nine, I grew, right? I grew and and things were just amazingly uh, simple. When, when I got to step nine, things got very simple, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, but things got simple because I don't I didn't have to complicate it because here's the deal. And again, I'm gonna go back to my ex-wife. I would try to be, I would try to sell her on my apology. I would try to sell her on everything and anything I would have tried to do if I went directly to step nine, right? If I did that. And that's why that, that's why it says any lengths of, of, for our sobriety. Physical sobriety is not enough for those around me, right? However, since I must see that God's gift is used to build a new life for my family and loved ones, right? So that's, that's super important that, um, that I understand this, that, um, that physical sobriety is not enough for those for those around me. And to me, that Bambi, that means um, my actions. Right? right. They need to see. You need to show them. I mean, they're not ready to accept your amends yet. Like no. you said, that you, no. we put them through hell, you know, our loved ones. Yes. So you are showing them this gift of sobriety by working the steps leading up to step nine mm-hmm. so that they can see that you're ready. Yeah. Yep. You know, they've, they've watched you now, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, most of the, you know, our people are watching us and they're waiting for changes. Mm. But if we just did that in the beginning, they would have, yeah, this is like every other time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Every every time. Cause how many times did I promise I wasn't going to drink again? How many times did I promise I wasn't going to, you know, womenize again? How many times I promised I wasn't going to go to the dope deal and buy an eight ball of cocaine with the kids money again, a thousand, a million. (laughs) I mean, come on. Think about financial amends. When you're early in sobriety, you're not ready to fix those mistakes yet. I mean, hell, I just got out of rehab. I wasn't working. You know, I couldn't start to repair, you know, any kind of thing like that. So, I mean, you got to be ready for step nine when you take it. You do. You do. And again, that's where the courage comes in. That's when, you know, when, uh, you know, we we read here. uh, Hold on. I keep flipping this book. This book is so old, guys. I had this from almost day. It's all taped together. It's all, uh, you know, if you can see it, but it's, it's pretty, pretty beat up. And, uh, it's my daily reflections book. I had it since God, uh, probably the second or first year of my sobriety. So this book is probably about 27 years old. So, um, uh, let's see, uh, physical sobriety is not enough for those around me. However, since I must see God's gift is, uh, used to build a new life for my family and loved ones. Um, yeah, so that's that's the actions we were just talking about. And that's right. this this step is an action step. Um, yes. And this is where we have to show people now, right? So so we we showed people all along, but this is where we're actually kind of telling people that listen, all this work I did, I've been sober for two years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. Um, and here's my amends. You do what you want with it. And right. we'll move on from here. If you're my friend afterwards, it's okay. If you're not my friend afterwards, it's still okay. You know, 
and and that's that's that that's the living amends. That's the amends to from person to person. But you know all the other amends you know that we have to make. And we'll go. I think when when we get Jeff on the show, we can go into a little more deeper meet uh-huh. some of the meanings behind making amends to a grave, making amends to a you know a a, um, a business or a, you know whatever. You know I think Jeff can fill us in a little bit more why that is important also. But I am. But me just knowing step nine. And being you know, having courage and the prudence to to really push through all this stuff is just uh, just just kind of amazing that I've come this far, mm-hmm. right? I always say I didn't come this far just to come this far, right. and this is one of the steps that's going to keep pushing me further and further and further into my right. recovery. So, um, do you want to read uh, this step? We have a couple minutes left here. We can just go into a few things. I don't see any questions on the board, but. Um, uh, but you know, we are, we're still live just to let Cindy know, good morning, Sandy. And, uh, we are, we are still here. So. Yes. Okay. After we have made the list of people we have harmed, have reflected carefully upon each instance and have tried to possess ourselves of the right attitude in which to proceed, we will see that the making of direct amends divides those we should approach into several classes. These will be those who ought to be dealt with just as soon as we become reasonably confident that we can maintain our sobriety. There will be those to whom we can make only partial restitution, least complete disclosures, do them or others more harm than good. There will be other cases where action ought to be deferred and still others in which by the very nature of the situation, we shall never be able to make direct personal contact at all. Mm. That last couple lines there, that says a lot because that can yeah. also upset us, take us down, make us feel like shit. Right. Right. Um, just knowing that, you know, it's in, it's, it's, it's in our step saying that there's sometimes we might only be able to make a partial men. Sometimes we might only be able to show action instead of, you know, instead of um, apologizing. Um, and then there's sometimes we may not be able to make amends at all. Right. Um, right. There's just some you can't and yeah. or some that you feel like, you know, that person has passed on. And like you say, there are ways to make amends for that. Um, but again, that's where you're working with your sponsor because mm-hmm. they're going to help guide you through that and figure Absolutely. out how the best way to make amends. Because you've got your list from step four and from step eight. You know, yeah. you've used those two to to make this list. Yeah, they should be very close. They should be almost right. exact, maybe one or two here. And again, that, that step eight, you're, you know, you're talking to your sponsor about step eight he or she is going to guide you through that. And again, which amends you're going to make in person, which amends you may just pr- have to pray on whatever it is. But here, th- this, this is, this is, was perfect for me because think about this guys. Again, I wanted step nine to be step one to get my wife back and all that stuff. But I don't know. I think I shared this in the past, but I had a restraining order against me, so I couldn't even fucking talk to her. (laughs) But of course, I wanted to run out and go apologize to her. So that's where, you know, the end of that last um, sentence comes. And so there's in which uh, by the very nature of the situation, the very nature of the situation, a restraining restraining order, order. um, we shall never be able to make a direct um, direct personal contact at all. Um, That's a little different now, um, but 
you know, back then when I wanted to jump into it and give her my what for, you know, because I'm this new guy, sober guy, a new sober guy. I'm rocking it, guys. Four days sober and I'm going to make a fucking men's. Right. But that should automatically at Jersey Ed is sober. The restraining order (laughs) should just be dissolved. It should just fall off. Right. Come on. (laughs) But I wasn't Jersey Ed back then. So, right. Right. You want to keep reading on here, Bammy? Yes. Most of us begin making certain kinds of direct amends from the day we join a Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. The moment we tell our families that we are really going to try the program, the process has begun. In this area, where are, where are seldom any questions of timing or caution, we want to come in the door shouting the good news. Mm. After coming from our first meeting, or perhaps after we finished reading the book Alcoholics Anonymous, we usually want to sit down with some member of the family and readily admit the damage we have done by our drinking. Almost always, we want to go further and admit other defects that have made us hard to live with. This will be very different occasion and in sharp contrast with those hangover mornings when we alternate, alternated between reviling ourselves and blaming the family and everyone else for our troubles. At this first sitting, it is necessary only that we make a general admission of our defects. It may be unwise at this stage to rehash certain harrowing episodes. Good judgment will suggest that we ought to take our time. While we may be quite willing to reveal the very worst, we must be sure to remember that we cannot buy our own peace of mind at buy our own peace of mind at the expense of others. And that's exactly what we've just been talking about, right? You know, we just, you know, we're going in there, you know, at, at the, you know, at, at the expense of other people at the right. beginning, you know, and, and you know what, also it says at the beginning of this paragraph also in, in my, in my eyes, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but just by going and saying you're an alcoholic and going to meetings and changing your life four days, five days, four months, 10 months, whatever it is, is really making amends. That is a part of a living yeah. amends. You're yeah. living to be better. And yes. th- you know, that you're, you're showing them, you're showing your loved ones, you know, and yeah. of course, you know, you're coming home from rehab. You're going to say, I'm sorry, I'm really going to try. Yeah. So I think that's what this is saying. It's okay to do that kind of amends. Yep. But you've got to really work some stuff through before you make the deeper, you know, step nine amends. Like it says, direct amends to such people whenever possible, right? The direct amends. That that amends that we're talking about at the beginning, again, it's in the third paragraph down on page uh, 83, is that, you know, like, first of all, you're on a pink cloud. Second of all, you know, people see that you're in AA, um, but yeah, is it different? He didn't go to A or she didn't go to AA. Last time, you know, now they went to a meeting every day for a week. Okay. Every day for a month, uh, a little bit better. Every day for six Mm -hmm. months, uh, really good, Mm -hmm. but still not step nine material. Right. (laughs) Still not step nine material. Um, Unless you're working very vigorously with a sponsor. And I, and I, I know a lot of people, I know myself, it took me almost a year to get to this step, maybe a little bit longer. I was not ready. Some people take six. Well, I mean, what, what was it when when every when they started? I, um, was it like you had to get the steps done in a month or something? Oh, yeah, was it yeah. like in AA was like when it started? Yeah. I think in the beginning, it, if you um, there is a, a book that I have. And I mean, it was it, it's to take you through the the steps immediately. 
you go through them immediately, like within a week to two week period. But that is like your basis to start the program. So that was what when Bill started and Bob started out, they wanted you to know what the steps were to actually put some some oomph behind your words. So you did in a like you did. But that would be kind of like that initial amends, like, hey, I'm going to start working the program. Exactly. So you went through all the 12 steps. Boom, boom, boom. But then you start actually working the program slowly with a sponsor and going mm-hmm. through it. So. Exactly, exactly. And 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 this the program is not at any time. It, it used to. I know. I think it was like a month or two weeks or something when when they first came up yeah. with the steps. But you know, you go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. You go at your own pace. It doesn't. It doesn't matter like where where you're at. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you're ten years into it and you're only doing step nine, well, it's okay. You know, I mean, should you move along a little quicker? I don't know. That's not for me to say. You know, right. maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe there's some things holding you back in life. But it, you go at your own pace. Right. And also, step nine. I mean, you know, you may not like. I still, I'm, I'm past step nine working with my sponsor, mm-hmm. but there's still amends that I have to make. Of course. Of um. Course. So there's going to be amends that I'll have to make for, you know, probably years to come. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm estranged from my daughter right now, mm-hmm. but I know that I will see her again. So that's yeah. going to be a direct amends. Yeah. So even though I can move on with the steps she's on my list. I know that it'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, Sandy brought up a good, um, uh, point here, fear of rejection. That's huge in this step, like fear of rejection, fear of somebody's mm-hmm. not going to accept your, um, you know, of acceptance of your apology and they may not, and there might right. be rejection there. And again, that's where the courage has to come in. That's where, you know, the timing has to come in your sponsor. Maybe it's not time for that person. Maybe they are going to reject it. Um, or maybe you're at, you know, a couple of years later where you have to go, like Bambi said, you know, you have to keep doing these steps over and over these steps, you know, like uh, I always say, these steps are, are, are like painting the golden gate bridge. You start on one side, you paint all the way through, and then you go back again and start again Time because to start it's going over. to be needed to, to, to get going. But as we go through the steps and as we become more and more um, kind of uh, okay with ourselves and, and step eight, seven, right through all the other steps, that's when the courage comes in. That's when, you know, and if we keep doing these over and over, think of all the courage, think of right. all the, uh, all, all the, you know, the, the all the uh, kind of, um, the courage that you're going to get to come through these. I don't right. can't even find another word for courage, but courage is another word for courage. Right. <laughs> right. But, and fear of rejection, like um, Sandy said there, I mean, it's just so huge because mm-hmm. if you're riding that pink cloud and that's what mm-hmm. you need at first, mm-hmm. you know, you need to sometimes get, throw yourself into it and, and go with the feelings. But mm-hmm. are you ready for that rejection? Mm-hmm. Are you ready when someone says, screw you, mm-hmm. you know, there's exactly. nothing you can say, there's nothing you can do. That's going to, make me forgive the shit you put me through. Exactly. Exactly. And guys, also the time, time heals everything also. So maybe an amend six months later, a year later, or whatever it is, 10 years later, it might heal that person. They may not be the warmest person in the world, but you might get a, uh, okay, go fuck yourself. See you later. Instead of fuck you. You know what I mean? Right, right, uh, right. You might get that might instead. Softer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's another reason why. And, and again, this is just say, you know, again, this is just saying once we get into recovery and once we get our, our, our motive straight, um, 
Step nine starts working. I don't want to say almost immediately, but people start seeing it. People start, people have to start healing also. Guys, I hate to tell you, but I am not the most important person in the in this world. There's family members. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe on the show I am, but <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, family members have to heal, loved ones have to heal, friends have to heal, um, employers have to heal. Um, acquaintance have, have to heal too. Right. And that's where, again, that's why I said this, this is so important that we do these steps in order. And again, I am that guy who wanted to rush right ahead and, and do that, you know, do step nine, but I understand it now. Why? Because I have time in the program. Why? Because I listened to my sponsor. Why? Right. Because I worked each one of these steps to right. the best of my ability. And I fucking understand it again. I, Bambi, I think, was it Matt who said it on a meeting yesterday or this morning that, um, oh God, or was it uh, um, Rob on the meeting that he said he doesn't understand God's- um, Rob. Rob, it was Rob, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I and, that, and that is perfect for these steps. Rob said he doesn't understand um, God sometimes, but it's not for him to understand God. Right. Right. It's going to be in God's time. And that is the perfect example of this. Like, God, why can't I just have everybody apologize? I'm in rehab now. And, you know, why? I don't understand it. Right. You know, why? why? I'm a good person. Everyone yeah. forgive me and let's just move on. Exactly. Exactly. So let's keep reading down and uh, we'll go through a couple more paragraphs here. Much the same approach will apply at the office or factory. We shall at once think of a few people who know all about our drinking and who have been most affected by it. But even in these cases, we may need to use a little more discretion than we did with mm. the family. We may not want to say anything for several weeks or longer. First, we will wish to be reasonable, reasonably certain that we are on the AA beam. Mm. Then we are ready to go to these people to tell them what AA is and what we are trying to do. Against this background, we can freely admit the damage we have done and make our apologies. We can pay or promise to pay whatever obligations, financial or otherwise, we owe. The generous response of most people to such quiet sincerity will often astonish us. Even with the severest and most justified critics will frequently meet us more than halfway on the first trial. And that's, they're talking about work there, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I like, it says, reason, uh, we need to be first... Um, we will wish to be reasonably certain that we are on the AA beam, right? Right. We're not so, on the AA beam four days into fucking recovery. Exactly. Let's be serious, you know? Right. <laughs> you, that's, that's, again, why they're in order, you know? Exactly. And, and some of the things, again, you're going to work with your sponsor because, you know, are you going to... And again, you know, just because I'm a nurse, I'm thinking, am I going to go tell everyone I ever worked for that I was drinking while I yeah. was there? You're not going to do that. No. You're not going to hurt yourself or your family later on. You know, that's going to be something you work out with your sponsor to see who who you're really helping and who you're hurting. Exactly. Exactly. And then I like this because it goes on to say, then we are ready to go to those people to tell them what AA is. Right. right. Some of those people don't even know what the fuck A is. 12 right. steps. What are you talking about? There's 12 steps to get to the break room. That's is that what you're talking about? Right. No, no. There's a program called. And, and I know most people nowadays because no. it's just right. so. Yeah, right. it's just so out there. But some people may not know the ins and outs like we know. You know, we're, we're going into these steps pretty deep. Right. And people and don't know this stuff, you know, they don't know it. And maybe people don't know that you were drinking. You would have exactly. amends to make. It wasn't all just from your drinking. You know, exactly. you have amends to make in life. Yeah. And maybe you hit. We are the best liars in the whole mm. freaking world. Addict behavior, man. 
addict behavior. So alcoholic you may behavior. be admitting to some people that look, yeah. this is I'm an alcoholic and this is a yeah. program that I'm in. Exactly, exactly. And then you have to have the, the wherewithal, the understanding to know what AA is about. Because then you're right. going to have to go talk to somebody. And again, you need a sponsor to do this step because now you have to go tell somebody what AA is. Okay. I mean, obviously we're, we're deeper into this, so we know what AA is, but four days into it, five days into it, no. you, you don't no know clue. what, what AA no is. Clue. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. A year into it, I didn't know what the fuck AA was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit about the, uh, the work. Uh, let's re start on top of 85. This atmosphere of approval and praise is apt to be so exhilarating as to put us off balance by creating an insatiable appetite for more of the same. Or we may be tipped over in the other direction when in rare cases we get a cool and skeptical reception. Mm. This will tempt us to argue or to press our point insistently. Or maybe it will tempt us to discouragement and pessimism. Mm. But if we have prepared ourselves well in advance, such reactions will not deflect us from our steady and even purpose. That's important also to me anyways, is that, you know, if, if we're going to, if somebody's going to fight back at us. Right. Do we put the boxing gloves on? Absolutely not. Leave the boxing gloves home. Bring the the meditation app and the and the essential oils, and go right. in there and take whatever the fuck they're gonna give you. Right. You know, Keep your I'm not saying on speed dial because that's you're right. gonna need that's them. Right. You know, that's right. And you know, there is a time when you have to leave if they're getting belligerent or they're right. getting. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to stay at that point. But right. your goal is to go in there and talk to the person. And again, all this stuff will be worked out with your sponsor. Before right. you even go, because, you know, your, your sponsor is going to know you inside and out. Say, hey, Eddie, I don't know if that's a wise idea. Let's think about doing it this way instead. You know, you got a restraining right. order against her, you know. Yeah, but I want to go and tell her I'm sorry and she'll understand. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, she won't. <laughs> You'll be in Morris County Jail if you go fucking say you're sorry, you know. <laughs> so I never took that chance. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, after uh, you want to read, keep reading down. After the page. taking this preliminary trial at making amends, we may enjoy such a sense of relief that we conclude our task is finished. We will want to rest on our laurels. The temptation to skip the more humiliating and dreaded meetings that still remain may be great. We will often manufacture plausible excuses for dodging these issues entirely, or we may just procrastinate telling ourselves the time is not yet. When in reality, we have already passed up many a fine chance to right a serious wrong. Let's not talk prudence while practicing evasion. Mm. That that's a good one. Um, you know, we have to just roll through these. I right. think I think if you get a script together with your sponsor and do what uh, do what you need to do and follow that script to a T. Um, of course, maybe you have to go off of it a little bit, but you cannot stop at the easy ones. You just right. can't. You, you know, you, the, the hard ones are, they have to be in there. That's, that's, right. that's what makes or breaks us. That's what pushes us through this stuff mm -hmm. because we want to get this shit out. We want to move on. We want to apologize and just move on no matter what it is, no matter what their answer is or, 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 or what their, their, how they take it. We we're doing this for ourselves. Right. And, you know, Ed, I was so psyched up to make amends to my brother. I had everything scripted out, right? I wanted to tell him everything I was sorry for, what I had done, what I knew I had done. But for him, he didn't want to rehash it. Mm. You know, oh, he's like, yeah. he's like, no, 
I forgive you and we're Mm -hmm. moving forward. And I'm like, no, but I need to, he said, no, Mm. no, I don't need to hear every detail. I lived it. I see you're being different and I accept your amends, but you know, here I am. I'm like, no, I've got to get it out because my sponsor tells me I have to say what I did. And he's like, no. Mm. And it's about him. Ultimately, it's about him. It is. It is. And that's and that's where you don't want to get in the pissing match of, no, you have to listen to me. Right. No, they don't right. have to listen to you. You know, but that's we, hard. It is. It is. I have to tell you what I did wrong. And I, you need to know I'm, I'm apologizing <laughs> to you about, you know, I get it. I've been there, been, you know, done that, you know, but you have to, what's a restraint of pen and tongue. Right. Just in case the tongue, you know, make sure that you just listen. You got to bring your, you, what do they say? Take the uh, cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's a classic for this, this amends when somebody, you know, listen to the person and what they're saying, mm-hmm. right? That's the important part. If they don't want to get into it, there's no need to. Right. There's right. no need to. Perfect example, Bammy. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, you want to go ahead and read on? As soon as we begin to feel confident in our new way of life and have begun by our behavior and example to convince those about us that we are indeed changing for the better, it is usually safe to talk in complete frankness with those who have been seriously affected, even those who may be only a little or not at all aware of what we have done to them. The only exceptions we will make will be cases where our disclosure would actually cause harm. Mm. These conversations can begin in a casual or natural way. But if no such opportunity presents itself, at some point, we will want to summon all our courage, head straight for the person concerned and lay our cards on the table. We needn't waller in excessive remorse before those we have harmed, but amends at this level should always be forthright and generous. Mm. You can keep reading on. I mean, that was just something we just spoke about. Obviously. There can only be one consideration which should qualify our desire for a complete disclosure of the damage we have done. That will arise in the occasional situation where to make a full revelation would seriously harm the one to whom we are making amends, Mm. or quite as important, other people. We cannot, for example, unload a detailed account of extramarital adventuring upon the shoulders of our unsuspecting wife or husband. And even in those cases where such a matter must be discussed, let's try to avoid harming third parties, Mm -hmm. whoever they may be. It does not lighten our burden when we recklessly make the crosses of others heavier. Yes. And that says, and, and that's the, the, the part where it says, except when to do so will injure, will injure them or, or, others. or others. Yeah. And, and again, if you're still, if you stole money from somebody, you know, you, we have to look at this stuff, extramarital affairs. That is a perfect example of trying to make amends in a different way. You know, I mean, you don't want to hurt anybody that you're, you're, you know, unnecessarily right. more than what, what's right. going on. You know what I mean? And right. If, it, if they don't know it happened and you're going to go ruin your marriage because you're going to say that, mm. who's that helping? You know, you, you know, that's a selfish, that would be a selfish amends that you yeah. would be making. It would know? be. Yeah. Unless you want to get divorced and then right. I highly, re- re- I highly recommend, recommend it. it. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was in a group, um, years, 25 years ago. And, uh, I, uh, there was a person in that group that wrote on their lunch bag that they had an extramarital affair, spoke to their sponsor about it. And they, this is how they were handling it. It was just really weird, but the wife ended up finding it somehow. (laughs) And it was like, Oh my God. So we have to be very careful, especially in all these ways. It might just be something you want to have a conversation with your sponsor with, and then it stops right there. Right. And, And then that is it. 
right. end the story. We, we move on. Um, sponsor, you know, let's give us 10 minutes to give it an hour, whatever it is. And then, then we move on from there because right. we do not want to cause harm to others. Zero. Because we, we've been doing it for all those years. Right. All those years we were using and Hopefully drinking. Hopefully we're done with, the, you know, yeah. the majority of yeah. that, you know. We're becoming yeah. a better person. and Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And who in their right mind is going to go, honey, let's go to have dinner. I want to go tell you about my extramarital affair. <laughs> that person that wants to get divorced to start <laughs> yeah, with. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, and just let's re read through the, the rest. Many a razor-edged question can arise in other department of life where this same principle is involved. Suppose, for instance, that we have drunk up a good chunk of our firm's money, whether by borrowing on a heavily padded expense account. Suppose that this may continue to go undetected if we say nothing. Do we instantly confess our irregularities to the firm in the practical certainty that we will be fired and become unemployable? Are we going to be so rigidly righteous about making amends that we don't care what happens to mm -hmm. the family and the home? Or do we first consult those who are to be gravely affected? Do we lay the matter before our sponsor or spiritual advisor, earnestly asking God's help and guidance, meanwhile resolving to do the right thing when it becomes clear, cost what it may? Of course, there is no pat answer which fits all such mm -hmm. dilemmas. But all of them do require a complete willingness to make amends as fast and as far as may be possible in a given set of conditions. Mm -hmm. Above all, we should try to be absolutely sure that we are not delaying because we are afraid for the readiness to take the full consequences of our past acts and to take responsibility for the well-being of others at the same time is the very spirit of step nine. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that, but I want to go back. Are we going to be so rigid, right? right rigid. Uh, is that way? Where, where am I? Uh, about making amends that we don't care what happens to the family or home. That is, that's recklessness. That's right. really what that is. I mean, we right. still have to support our families. We still have to, you know, we still have to do, um, right. you know, take care of our, our, our families and, 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 and wives and husbands and all that. But um, I also, I, I like this because like you said, Bambi, this is not about being, you know, pride and ego and all that stuff. We have to come in here humble. And, and right. that's what the past steps are talking about is being humbled and being, you know, kind of where where we can see and where we don't where, where we can see what we have to do and where we have to back off of it, too. And, right. and that's exactly like, you know, let's let's not go in there and go crazy. And I can tell you when I was drinking, there is no way any company would have ever given given me a credit card or an expense account. You know, I mean, I was just <laughs> right, not that right. person to do that. I mean, you know, now I have a job with an expense account. I watch every dollar where it goes, every penny when it goes, you know, and um, but it's completely different. If you gave me an American Express card. 20, uh, 28 years ago, I'd be like, Oh, free money. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey Ed's calling that drug dealer up. That's that it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so, so this, you know, um, and it says, like, like it said, above all, um, we should try to absolutely, uh, uh be, be absolutely sure that we are not delaying because we are afraid. So faith right. over fear when we go into right. this step, hands down, faith over fear. And if you're not ready to do it, it's okay. That's okay. You know, when you have that, that you know, when you have that faith to do it, when you have this, the, the fearless, the fearlessness to go and do this, that's when we do it. And it's okay. So maybe you, you're going to leave somebody out. Maybe you might leave somebody out 
purposely. You know, maybe you're not ready for that amends yet. And again, that's why we have to keep doing these steps over and over. But if you go in there, talk to your sponsor, get all this going and do what you need to do. Um, the spirit of step nine comes alive. You know, we, right. we, we're freed. Basically, it's saying we're freed. That's what right. what it is. Our, our well-being um, and, and, and other people are freed. The other people are freed too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, right. they're not morally obligated to the bullshit that we put them through, you know, and we can say, okay, see you later. I don't, you know, we, I'm not, this is not who I am anymore. And you are not morally obligated to my feelings anymore, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think, I don't know if that's wrong or right, but that's how I see it. So. No, I don't, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So step nine, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week um, with Jeff. Um, We're going to get him on as a, um, as the clinical look at step nine. Step nine is really detailed. It's, 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 you know, we're going to have to go a lot more into it. I just wanted to read this because it's a short read, but there's a lot in there and we can, we're going to dissect this in the next couple of weeks, especially when we get into some of our personal stuff, we're going to die. We've been throwing our personal stuff out all day today, but when we get into it, we'll, We'll, we'll get we into always throw our personal stuff. We out do. There, right? We do. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, uh, hold on. What did I, I just closed the book, but step nine made it, made it this a direct amends to such, um, people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Okay. And that that's, you know, to me, this is a huge part of my recovery, a huge part of my growth a huge part of, of my new who I am, you know, um, I grow every day, guys. I, I, I change every day. Um, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or even yesterday, you know, uh, when I go on meetings, I learn things. And if I'm not open, open and willing to do whatever it takes to grow, this step is not going to come easy. This stuff right. is gonna fuck you. I'm not apologizing to that piece of shit. They uh-huh. fucked me over so bad. So I fucked them over. No, you gotta let all that shit go, right. man. You right. know, and I can see myself saying that and doing that if right. you know if I wasn't in a spiritual, uh a spiritually good place, you know. So today I am, and the way I do that, guys, is I go to meetings daily, talk to my sponsor daily, pray daily, and that's how I do it stay sober. And, you know, even, even if I stay sober, I can get some of that stinking thinking going up. I can get some of that crazy thoughts. I can piss people off without even fucking drinking. I'll be honest with you. Been known to do that in the past, but (laughs) anyway, so that's my take on, uh, that's our take on it. Bambi, do you have any closing words on step nine uh, before we go? No, I think we did a a good job reading through this. I'm glad we read through it and, um, you know, Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. Yeah, we'll know next week what uh, what the score was when they won, right, Bambi? That's right. <laughs> At least by 21. At least by 21. That's Bambi's That's prediction, my prediction, guys. Yeah. So listen to when you listen to this on Tuesday, you will see um, you'll see what the score is and see if Bambi's right. right, right? That's right. So guys, um, thank you so much for a wonderful podcast. Thank you everybody on Facebook Live for joining us. Uh, Jordan, excellent job, she says, and uh, that was a good job, Bambi. We did a fucking yeah, really good job today. Absolutely, absolutely. So my Sandy, sober Saturday morning. So. Over Saturday morning, Sandy, have a great day. You, she just t- asked, told us to have a great day, and um, 
we we are going to be here next week again. Oh, oh, no, you know what, guys? I will. Maybe I will be here next week. I'll see. I'll see. I, I might have a conference to go to depending on where we're at. But um, I missed last week not being here, Bambi, not not being on the I show. I missed it as well. Yeah, but yeah. I was partying. Yes, we were partying the sober way. So that's right. We were at the roar party. Um, guys, don't forget, we we solely um, kind of live on um, on donations. So thank you for everybody who's donated. And if you have it in your heart to make a dollar donation, $10, whatever it is, we're always here. It's all tax deductible. If you need a receipt for any of this stuff, we will have it for you. We're, we're everything is um, tax deductible now. And, um, you know, please help us keep the show going. That's all we ask. Bambi, thank you so much for a great show. Thank you, um, Ed. And we will do this again next week. We will. With Jeff. With Jeff. Absolutely. So stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.